0: Let us turn to our God. Almighty God, we are grateful for just one more day in your presence. We're grateful for how much you love us, how much you care for us. Move, Lord, in this place. Move in our hearts, move in our mind, uh, that we might come to know you right where we are. Uh, Though we are separate and not collectively together, we thank you, God, that you unite us uh, through your spirit, uh, through your love, through your grace, and through your mercy. And so through that unity, through that joy of the fellowship we have through you, bless us in this time of worship, uh, hearing of your word. Uh, bless us that we might see Jesus and have your word hidden in our heart, that we might not sin against you, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much again for joining. Uh, also continue to share you can continue to give and the offering online. And also you can um, mail it in as we collect it from. And so uh, we look forward to you continue to uh, give unto God what already belongs unto him. And so as we look into our text today, we'll be coming from Philippians, the third chapter, um, as we continue to walk through uh, this letter uh, that Paul wrote while he was in prison. And so as we look at this text, we want to kind of highlight today about how we want to find our true gain in Christ and count everything else as a loss. And so as we look at today, we want to try to highlight today about how we have to fully surrender and give up our lives to God, uh, be it open for him to move in and to have his way um, with us. And so the question I have to open us up as we think about this moment is what is there to gain? Uh, what do you have to lose and what, can you, what do you have to gain? And what would you gain if you lost your life? According to the scriptures, as we are going to look in today, definitely from Jesus' teaching, um, he teaches us that um, to lose your life for his namesake, you gain eternal life. And this requires a personal loss, a personal loss of self, a denying of self. Mark 8, 34, 36 says, Then calling the crowd to join the disciples, he said, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Jesus shows us the value of what it would cost by giving up his own life. Think about God will suffer for his creation. Jesus, the son of God, will become human to suffer death by crucifixion and defeat death on the third day by rising from the grave and now is seated in victory because he has victory over death as he ascended at the right hand of the father. And so in this, we can rejoice. And this rejoice we have comes from a hope we have of eternal life, of victory over death through Jesus Christ. And so this kind of joy can help us out in times of hardships, in times of issues that we're dealing with. Definitely, as I said earlier, a time of grief, a time of stress, a time of loss, a time of dealing with illnesses, uh, that I can have joy, I can have strength knowing that there's victory in Jesus, knowing that Jesus has given us a victory, helps us to face the next day, help us to face tomorrow, knowing that we know who holds tomorrow in his hand, to know that God is truly in control, regardless of the mess of the problems that we're facing and the issues that come our way, no matter how things are detrimental, we know that we have a God that is an overcomer, a God who is victorious, that he can just say and and things change because of the power of his authority. And so with that in mind of who God is or what he's able to do to know that with God all things are possible, it enables us to face hardships that may come in our lives, and even opponents that may come against us and try to try to knock us down and lead us away from the path of righteousness, that we will stay focused and keep our trust in him. And this is where we pick up in this letter that Paul is writing to the church in Philippi that might be having a sense of, of discord, might be having a sense of arguments, some infighting, and he's preaching and praying that they stay unified, that they have one purpose, they have one mind, that they be reminded that he who begun a good work will complete it until the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And, and so as he moves on to the closing of this letter, now we're in the third chapter of this, fourth chapters of this letter. In this segment here, he, he comes now to an a. a A summary conclusion of encouragement unto them, kind of getting to the meat of of the letter, unpacking these principles he wants to give to.